Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, and in the studio again with me this week is Jim Schuster. How are you doing, Jim? I'm doing fine. Great. Jim used to be a, an extension educator specializing in plant diseases up in our area for a good number of years. Jim and Susan Grupp also ran the, this show, Green Side Up, for 25 years. Right. So voices uh, should sound familiar to listeners here from WDCB because Jim and Susan did this show for quite a number of years. I was able to get Jim to come to the studio on a number of weeks and talk to me, hence the listeners, about a great many things this week, all related to plant diseases, of course, but what I wanted to cover this week is something that has happened throughout the growing season in 2013, and it's really taken off strongly in the last couple years because of the kind of summer and winters we are having, and I'm really talking about the needle diseases of our pines, evergreens. We cherish and love our evergreen trees, and yet, you know, we can wake up one spring and the thing's all brown or midsummer it turns on us or there'll be or there'll be a tremendous amount of needle needle loss going on in the season so i asked jim to address some of the needle diseases of pines that we've been so plagued with over the last couple of years so jim what's the what'll be the disease of the day you want to talk about well first of all i want to uh, point out to people that there are white pine are not having a disease when all their inner needles turn yellow at one time. That's normal. Okay. That's just an aging factor and white pines are notorious for taking all of last year's needles and turning them yellow at the same time so they can panic the homeowner. But that's not a disease. It's just okay. normal. Okay. Now, as for the diseases, probably the two most common are Lavendrium needle cast and Diplodia tip blight. But the Drothostroma and brown ne uh, spot needle blight, they are out there and they're becoming more and more common. At one time, Drothostroma was considered only a Christmas tree grower's problem and brown spot was a nurseryman's problem. But they have both spread into the home landscape now and are out there along with Lophandrium and Diplodium. Okay, and just we're not trying to confuse anybody listening or trying to figure out what Greek language we're talking about. We don't have common names for this, these diseases, do we? No. So. Yeah. I mean, you just because you know, if you just say like needle blight, then you don't know if you're talking about Dothostroma or brown spot. Right. So Dothostroma or the others here. Again, time frame of infection. Are they together or are they dissimilar? Do you get one in the spring, one in the summer? Okay, well, Dothostroma is only going to attack needles once they are mature, but that's any year. So it could be late summer of this year, it could have been last year, the year before, and even the year before if they had four-year needle pine. Brown spot is going to attack the needles before they become mature, so it's from bud break up until roughly the middle of June. Lophidurium only attacks the current year needles after they become mature. So you're looking at mid-June through September, and once you start getting in the fall, they become more and more resistant, and by the time they're in the, uh, the next year, they are basically almost immune. When Diplodia, it goes after the new growth as it's emerging also. Okay, so one thing I believe the RPD sheets have addressed, and I have talked with homeowners about basing your sprays on candle expansion. Right. 
So at so tell me the details here. Right at butt break, half grown, three quarters. Well, that's grown. if you're going after Lophadrium. Right. And and I believe that's also true for Diplodium. And we're I'm mean, sorry, I said Lophadrium. It applies for brown spot in Diplodium. Lophadrium, if you're spraying when the new needles are coming out, you're wasting your fungicide. Lophadrium, you're going to be spraying from mid June every two to three weeks, right up into like August or something like that. And Northostroma. You got that disease, you're going to probably spray spring through fall every two weeks. Okay, so it's to, to chemically treat the diseases. It's, it's pretty intense. There's a rigorous spray program involved. Yeah, um, you have to know the diseases so you are spraying at the right time for the right pr uh, problem. Okay, and then are there plant management things we can do? Can we encourage new growth? Should we, we be watering then in the hotter parts of the summer, late in the season, before Well, the first of all, you want, you want to keep the water off the needles. Yeah, all grant, of granted, we're watering the soil, sure. Right, and so, yeah, if you, you don't want to go into a lot of drought, but these diseases are pretty much worse the more it rains at the time that they're spreading. So um, the drought would actually curtail them being able to sporulate and spread. So the more it rains or the more when you water the lawn, you hose the trees down too, the better you are for spreading the disease. Okay, so water the soil only, of course. Mm -hmm. And if you do have the disease, they all overwinter on dead needles, so pick them all up. Okay, all right. And I mean, I mean every one right so we again we have we have our challenges here ahead of us all well, right yeah, and you know, Richard I was trying to point out by pick, having to pick up every one that's nearly impossible mm -hmm. so you should plan on having the disease every year <laughs> okay. so treatment so uh, it, can we uh, in terms of other things about plant health does uh, will fertilization get the new growth growing more vigorously and it makes it more prone. Makes it more prone. So slow, steady growth is better than really a vigorous feeding. Right. Okay. Uh, and I wanted to point out that, you know, on the Nothostroma, brown spot, and Lophadrium is pretty much a needle disease. Diplodia, though, does go after the, not only the needles, but it goes after the twigs and causes the end of the branch, you know, the current year growth to die off. And the disease not only overwinters on the needles, but it's also going to overwinter on that twig and the pine cones. Okay. And the number of pustules of disease that are on the needles and, and the twig don't even come close to what overwinters on one pine cone. And it doesn't matter if the pine cone's on the ground or on the tree. Okay. So I guess in all of this news, I guess I'm glad Mother Nature is pretty good most of the time and allows these things to uh, continue to uh, exist and thrive in our yard in terms of our pines, even though we've got at least three diseases at the moment really working pretty hard on them. Yeah, I, I would make one suggestion. If your people are trying to uh, minimize having these pine diseases, I mean, they go on a wide variety of pine, but the two most susceptible trees to three of the four diseases, I mean, they're not the same trees uh, that are, have the same susceptibility to all four, but Austrian and uh, ponderosa pine are really the most susceptible trees. So one of the things I would suggest, I don't know how many people grow ponderosa, but it's not a tree for this area. But avoid the Austrian especially. 
Yeah, that's uh, we have been sharing that information readily now for the past couple or more years that if you can avoid we everyone loves Austrian pine because when those candles come out in the springtime, they're so striking, but uh, they're so disease prone. So if we can avoid that, that is uh, that, that's a good one. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Uh, as again, we're out of time this week. It's really great to hear some of the words from an experienced pathologist because there's details here that we typically don't see in literature we don't hear on the on or in or read in the press the nuances of these diseases can be very interesting so I, I appreciate hearing that that kind of information again we are totally out of time for this week this has been Richard Henschel and Jim Schuster with this week's green side up I've got Jim next week one more time and, uh, and then he's off in other directions. So uh, we'll be talking with everybody again next week.